Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Welcome to Travel Market Life, the hotel tech clinic, where we're going to be talking about pricing and the future of data for hoteliers and how they can utilize that for the marketplace and how it's important to look at the horizon rather than the rear view mirror. To talk about this, I'm going to be having a conversation with Nadine Betcher, the senior product manager of OTA Insights, and we'll look at the importance of bringing a team together in order to drive training processes and collection of the most relevant data points in order to have the most successful future and optimize your opportunities and commercial um, revenue opportunities in the marketplace. Hi, Nadine. Thank you for joining us. How are things? Hi, Ryan. Things are good. I'm at the office for the first time this year, it feels like. So it's a good day. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking a time out to talk, talk to us here at Travel Market Life. Um, and I say, we're going to be talking about the idea of data because you're taking part in our business intelligence webinar that's happening on the 13th of October. Um, and you can see the recording of that if you didn't have chance to participate. Um, in that, we're going to be looking at really how we need to embrace a whole new set of data today in order to leverage opportunities for the present market, but also for the future. How have things changed so much over the last few years that data points have, have altered in such a significant way? Yeah, that's a really great question, actually. When you just talked, I was just thinking where revenue management started and how we started to collect data points, I mean, way before I was even in revenue management and you still had, well, potentially faxes coming into your hotel and you were noting manually who was going to come on any given day in your big reservations book now over the decades obviously we have pms systems we've been starting to really collect at least internal data points more efficiently still probably some way to go but that's what's been really the norm i would say in the last from <clears throat> the last years or so along with benchmarking so if you were <clears throat> somewhat sophisticated that's what you were doing as a hotel now, it seems like in the last couple of months, years have passed again. At least that's what it feels like to me. And I think everyone has really realized that this, these data points that we've been using, they're still relevant. They're still there. But they won't help us anymore in many ways like they used to. The future is so unpredictable. And more and more hotels are claiming that, well, they don't recognize the markets anymore. They cannot understand what's going to happen tomorrow the day after or even the month after based on what they have on the books right now and they definitely cannot compare it to what they had on the books last year or last month all the things we like to do so i think indeed this is where people are waking up to the fact that we need to tap into fresher data sources new data sources something you might have not looked at before to be able to really understand what the travel intent is like from different markets to our market who these people are, what they're actually looking for, and then obviously how we can also capture them. So I think this is really an evolution that has happened in a rather short time frame. We probably always talked about it, but no one has ever been as motivated as now to, to really make use of it and really put this to the test. 
And I guess, you know, it's all that convincing that, you know, does historical data play a role? And it always has played a role until a point when the markets have been disrupted to such an extent where it's almost the canvas has been wiped clean. And it's like, well, whatever you've had in the past is not going to represent what's going to happen in the future. And one of the key data aspects is what is on the books, the reservation data. And it's not a proxy for the future anymore. And so, you know, how 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 important is it to look at what's been produced on the books today? It is obviously important to look at it. I I always see data as if you look at any data, it's like having a finger on the pulse of no matter what data it is. So you need to know if your hotel is healthy, especially during times where we're discussing layoffs, potentially some hotels are closing temporarily. So I need to know obviously what's happening in my property and I need to report this to often a lot of stakeholders. So that remains relevant. I just don't think that we should be spending as much time as we did to analyze it in detail and really spend again days based on this to try to produce a forecast, which most likely won't materialize because of all the things you've just said. And we should see on the books as literally the outcome of our actions, which is basically what it is. So the pie is very small. This is the piece we managed to capture. Great, let's measure it. But now let's also look at what this pie even looks like for tomorrow, for the day after. What is out there right now and where shall I really focus? Where shall I spend this limited marketing budget I have? Where shall I maybe still yield rate if that's even a thing anymore? And who is really traveling to my market and how can I how can I reach these people? And this is where on the books it's not going to help you. Just because you had a certain group of people maybe in the house yesterday, they're not going to come again tomorrow. And it's just not enough to really draw any conclusions from. So we have to look at what's out there and find a much more proactive approach, which is also maybe fun. Revenue management isn't that proactive usually, right? I mean, we like to be, we're almost the gatekeepers of the demand. That's how we've been taught to operate over the last, well, again, over the last decades. We are a little bit complacent thinking that there is always demand and we kind of decide who we want, like how high is my rate, what restriction do I put? And then I get what's left and that's my on the book. So it's really an outcome of this filter I've applied, but now there's not so much demand anymore. So I have to change my mindset and I have to go after who's there. And then this is where the team comes in, right? Maybe probably not alone, probably together with my commercial team. And that's where I guess that you're moving up the funnel. You're moving right to the point of where you started to capture the very interest in travelers. You're looking at um, how travelers are behaving now, um, not how they have behaved uh, from trends identified in the past. You need to actually understand where are people thinking and what are people doing? I mean, some data that we've seen from BD4 Travel is that traditionally, most bookings were made a year ago and before that on Mondays and Tuesdays. But today, yes. bookings are made throughout the week. This flexible working, work from home, people finish on the Thursday and they're dreaming of the, a possible sunny vacation. Devices um, being different, exactly. Yeah, so you, I guess you've got to look at where the journey starts. Where Where is a traveller beginning their journey for their travel? And when you look at that, what, what sort of data do you need to really consider to that's going to be valuable in helping you understand the opportunities for your hotel? So I think we need to realize if we speak about 
moving up the funnel, right? So really going back to where the journey of the customer starts, the, the higher you go up, the more, the, the more sources there are basically that you could tap into. I mean, if you think about yourself when you last booked, I mean, it must be a while ago, but when you last booked a vacation, all the sites you go through where you look for inspiration and then you narrow down your search, you maybe first look for transportation even to the location because it's a bit further away. So those are all faces we should try to tap into as early as we can, obviously where it's still tangible. So if a lot of people come to a destination site, but there is no mention of dates, there's really no intent behind, difficult to quantify, not irrelevant, but difficult to quantify. But the moment the customer is going down this route of researching um, means of transportation, such as flights, and then also going down to comparing offers in a market. So really looking at hotels on OTAs, on meta sites, even on the GDS, not happening so much these days, but was a very strong indicator also of travel intent. So if you look at these, this search behavior, then you're already further down the funnel. And if you then throw like, yeah, other accommodation types in the mix, you're, you're almost there. You have a good idea of where it's buzzing and then you can identify trends early on, but real trends, not what you have indeed on the books, but what is happening on at every stage of this funnel? Where is the intent and who is this traveler? So you can really, someone said that this week to me, one of our customers from, I believe it was Japan, he said, it's, he likes to fish where the fish are. And I thought that was so, that was so suitable because indeed we don't, you know, if we go fish, we like to go back in revenue management. We like to go back to our same spot where we've always fished, where we always got the biggest fish. And the day we don't anymore, we change our, we, we change our course. We do, we go somewhere else, but we actually don't really know where to go. So then we just try until we find a new favorite spot. It's a lot of trial and error, but if you know where they are, you can save yourself a lot of energy and be a lot more targeted. So I thought it was a really good, um, good example. No, absolutely. Because as you say, you know, being able to get that insight immediately to go, okay, this is where the market's growing. This is where the opportunities are. This is where the value is. I mean, you, you've also, you can't just be looking at you know, who's booking and, and how frequently they're booking. You also want to be looking at the booking value. You know, how much are you going to generate from this particular market? And is it relevant to your, to your property? Uh, is it going to, are you going to be able to provide the best experience to this audience rather than just go to um, waters that are full of fish. You need to go to the waters <laughs> that are right for you. Exactly, where the salmon is, indeed. You no, like the salmon, uh... <laughs> I like the tuna. <laughs> or the tuna. No, but it, it's what you're saying, it's very, it, it's very relevant. I think that's also where you almost have to go level deeper and look at, it's not only indeed who is it and where, where are they? That's probably the first step, but what are they really looking for? And that has changed a lot as well. Like you said, we, everyone is probably able to say, yep, my guests from Germany always stay for three nights. Well, that was probably true last year, but what is happening right now? I'm sure lead times have changed across the board. Length of stay might have changed, but often these guests, and that's the beauty of upper funnel data, they really tell you what they want because they're looking for it. They're searching for specific things. They're filtering out options. And they also look at certain hotels alongside yours. So you get a really good idea of what they're actually after. So if you want to tap into that, if, if indeed that's your salmon or your tuna, you know what they want and that's what you can optimize. So what length of stay it is, what potentially even what price point it is, 
um, and you have a much better chance of, of really converting these travelers and there are not many out there right now. Yeah, I have to say, you, you've got to be available in that search. It's, as you say, if one, on the one hand, we know that we've got restrictions on the destinations that we can go to. So that's got to be um, very much you know front of mind when you're considering the markets you're going after. But then as we've seen, um, a significant increase in staycations because no one can go anywhere else. But it's, it's the length It's the length of stay. You know, people, We I've, I've seen some reports where the length of stay has gone from three nights to four, four and a half nights on yeah. so you need to have deals that are going to represent a market that wants to go away for four or five nights in their absolutely. own local market a- um, absolutely and this is a lot of data to be piecing together right um i mean it just a minefield but you know if if you were as a hotelier try to um get these data points and consolidate them yourselves i mean that's just going to take you hours days weeks maybe even just to get an idea of the picture and then the data becomes out of date so it's really important to try to bring or find a way of consolidating these data points into a single into a single um uh, representation of view of what how the market is behaving so you can actually get the visualization there quite quickly and to be able to make those decisions yeah i think especially when it comes to this type of data it it almost always has to be live otherwise you can like you said the moment you have consolidated it it's already completely outdated and then you might have as well maybe they've already booked you might as well go back to your on the books data it is too late no it really has to be available but it it's very challenging for a single hotel to patch it all together immediately i think bits and pieces are now being made available by different players so you can access first search data on certain channels. You can purchase something like airline data as well. I think the big challenge is indeed that in revenue management, we're, well, we're revenue managers. We're no programmers. So if you send me 20 different reports in different formats and I have to um, feed that in real time into my master macro-driven Excel, it is, and trust me, I've tried, it is almost, it's almost impossible. It is impossible. And it will not, probably the time you spend won't even be worth the outcome because like you said, it will be outdated so quickly. And data will also, and that's something we've learned over time, won't always be clean and ready to be consumed. So that's why it's so important to have these data partnerships as well, because these providers also help you to actually get to the bottom of what this data actually means. And if you're just one consumer, you get a raw feed. It's almost impossible to do that unless you're a really clever data scientist somewhere inside of you, maybe. But traditionally in hotels, this is not where revenue management comes from. So that's something that I probably would not recommend. That's why we have tools. This is where the technology comes into play big pillar of having a successful data-driven organization and that's what we need to leverage as of here if you if you want to incorporate this type of data in decision making right so that then takes me on to the next stage is of a you know how can a hotel be ready um to really undertake this level of data what are the the three key things that they need to be looking at first so if you really want to be data ready, it's actually funny that we're discussing this again. I think that comes up always in periods again in, in hotels. You say we, next year we have to be data ready. Data has to be at the center of decision making. 
but yet it is not as easy as it sounds there if you ask me about the the top three things that make up a, a successful data organization in a hotel or anywhere else it's probably the typical ones so number one the people in the organization so they need to be aware of really basic what the overall goals are of this company and how we measure this and how data plays a role and often the data is in the hands of really a few people the revenue manager the digital marketing manager maybe finance and often this long tail also of operational staff they don't even have they have no access they don't know how they contribute to these figures so it's impossible for them to understand how important it is to record bookings properly for instance because it will lead to wrong decision making if 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 that uh, if that goes wrong so that's already a disconnect so people need to have access to data they need to see how they contribute and then they have to be motivated so successes need to be celebrated as well and of course, there need to be processes in place. So without that, you can be as motivated as you want. They need to really know what's expected of them, what a good data culture looks like. And the third pillar is still technology. Like we just mentioned, it's, it's a tough one in hotels because unfortunately over the years, we've grown such an insane tech stack of disconnected systems that that alone is probably something one has to really solve. We are so siloed in our departments. We all have our own tools. They often don't speak to one another. And that is really something that should be fundamentally addressed coming out of this. But it's a good moment. I mean, we all claim we have no budget anymore. So let, let's clean it up. Let's really look at what we actually need moving forward, how our roles should look like in the hotel. So we can really be a lot more agile. And instead of having this crazy group of specialists, we all become a little bit more broader in terms of skills in terms of technology and yeah leaner organization i mean absolutely you know um certainly if i see it from my perspective you know i couldn't live without the skills of a revenue manager as a marketeer you know i need to know how they approach the numbers how they're seeing that strategically um and the opportunities for commercial success versus you know how am i seeing from a marketing perspective the the performance of the campaigns in order to achieve those revenue goals that we're trying to set ourselves and and, and the commercial opportunities that we're trying to achieve for the business um, and then obviously as you say you know every team member being a part and understanding how they're actually contributing to the overall success of the business just helps them be more appreciative and actually respectable of their role of what they're doing and realizing that they're, 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 they genuinely are contributing yeah. and, and they often are more than they got. think yeah definitely yeah. Definitely. Um, but one of the big issues is is budget. And you, you did sort of make reference to that just now. And, you know, it's a big challenge for us at the moment. Um, but tied with that is this idea that having access to data, you know, it, it's it's able to flow easily between your systems. And, and this is a moment, you know, to be looking at your tech stack and saying, are my systems speaking to each other? If they're not speaking to each other, why not? Can I resolve that easily? Is there an open API? Can I get the systems to connect to each other and share that data? And if not, I need to be looking at new platforms that are going to allow me to take advantage of the, the, the new digital infrastructure that we've got out there because that is a direction we're going yeah i mean if, if someone said um, in 2000, 20 years ago that they're not going to have a website 
now we'd look back and say, you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same thing today. If you're not looking at having a proper digital cloud-based system, you're going to really run into um, a lot of challenges, sticky points. You're, you're going to have a lot of friction within your system. And, and you're gonna, I guess you're going to see your teams start to compete more with one another because of yes. the frustrations. Absolutely. I think that can be a <laughs> can actually be a result of this. It's re it's really dangerous, quite frankly, if you have, let's say, just sticking to the commercial team, if everyone has their own truth and their own disconnected system, we, ch we chase different goals, we chase different KPIs. Um, it cannot contribute to the greater good of the company. And indeed, it can cause this typical friction between even revenue management and digital, where I say, um, one, or one of them says, I would like to drive direct business and the revenue managers as well. But my incentive is on rev par. So I actually don't care from where this booking is coming. I don't, I'm not really at least. So that's a classical example. And I think indeed, while we were in these times where we had just had, I mean, travel was doing fine, markets were booming. We had all these specialists doing their thing. It almost, I don't want to say it didn't matter, but we were still doing okay. And now that there is just not so much out there, I think this is really the moment to, to really take a good hard look at just what you said, tech stack, connectivity, data. Again, back to that topic. Are we even still, so what is our technology really helping us with today? And is this also what we need help with tomorrow? Or shall we change our approach altogether? And that is something we'll also do conversations or we've seen this quite frequently now popping up in hotels and had some good discussions with clients in the last weeks about it. And it's interesting how you see some of them really pivoting quickly. So you have this, this group that, well, through this crisis, they, they come across as a little bit depressed. So they look at how, well, the gap to last year, obviously it's massive, we're not recovering quickly and it is a terrible situation, but you also have a group that really has fundamentally changed the way they operate. One of my clients just told me last week that he's now spending 90% of his time on revenue generation. That's something in revenue management, you don't do that much. I mean, when have you last done proper revenue generation? Like together with a commercial team, you're looking at who can we target? What might they want instead of, well, just waiting and measuring what's coming through. So I thought it was a brilliant example of how you can really adapt to the circumstances. But again, with adaptation, it also often means indeed you need this new technology, you might need these new data sources to facilitate this decision-making as well. So it, there's a lot that's attached to it, um, but this might be a good catalyst for some change. Absolutely. And I think the key point you've just said there is move from being reactive to being proactive, seeing how the market is forming and developing from the first moment a traveler is considering to go away and book a trip to make sure that you can tap into them at the right point in their in their buying cycle. And that is only going to be achievable by having access to that data consolidated on a single platform so that you all as a team can can look at how that is visually going to be represented for the commercial benefits of the hotel. Absolutely. Definitely. And obviously, as you point out, Nadine, the three points that every hotel needs to consider is um, people, processes and technology. Like in most like in most success stories, right? So it's not really that different. 
that hasn't changed. See, there are some principles that just don't change over time. But um, yeah, I would say so. Wonderful. Now, Dean, thank you very much indeed for joining us today to talk to us about uh, the new uh, data uh, points that we need to be considering in the marketplace. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Looking forward to next week. So Nadine was featured on our webinar, Business Intelligence, uh, the data for um, the unprecedented uh, times of today. Uh, you can check out that um, webinar as well on our hotel tech series on travelmarket.life. Uh, we have um, more discussions coming, uh, looking at data and how you can optimize the performance of that for your hotel and hotel chain. So again, check that out on travelmarket.life. I'm Ryan Haynes. I've been your host. Thanks for joining me. Speak to you soon. Ciao for now. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.